Hello, I'm Con. And I'm Stav. And, and we're we Eddie, Eddie Nucky. You're listening to Radio Karam. You're listening to Rowan Parent Method, where we talk all things fitness, mindset, well-being, performance, and lifestyle design, so that you can live a high-performance life. On today's episode, episode 20, we have me. So this is a unique experience. Normally, I obviously have a guest and... Yeah, I just keep the conversation going. They're usually very passionate about what they're talking about, very knowledgeable, and I thoroughly enjoy the conversation and I always learn something and I'm pretty good at keeping the conversation going and they usually have a good time. Now, I had someone cancel on me tonight and it was episode 20 and I thought, you know what, don't worry about it, just don't show up, just continue. But for a while I've been considering doing a live episode by myself Uh, My initial plan was to do a reflection on the previous 19 episodes or whatever number I get up to when I do this particular live segment, just talking about all the wisdom that each of the guests have shared, any of the overlap between the lessons and the values that sort of connect them all together. And as yet, I've only listened to one of my episodes, and that was two weeks ago. Uh, That was actually the first episode, and it was kind of strange to hear me doing it for all this time. I've never actually gone back and listened to it, but I haven't listened to all the others, so I am not prepared to do that evaluation and reflection of all the previous episodes. So what I've decided to do is just have share some random thoughts. Now, I only decided to do this probably an hour ago, and I committed, so I contacted Marcus, the guy who runs the place, and said, you know what, just say that I'm going live and I'm going to be doing a solo episode. And obviously I wasn't prepared, so I pulled over in my car and I just started making some dot points uh, just to run by. So bear with me if I pause, I'm going to be thinking out loud. I have key points, probably about 130 of them, and tonight's episode is called A Hundred and Something Reasons Why You Feel Like Crap and You Think Your Life Sucks. Now, this is based on my own personal reflections and meditations of me considering my life and lessons that I've learned, based on what I've learned from experts in the field throughout my life, mentors, etc., courses and qualifications that I've acquired over the years, and from working with clients and just uh, stories that you know I've heard along the way, along my travels. So yeah, just key points to consider, and I have personally been uh, you know, guilty of doing many of these at many different times. Some of them even now, uh, a couple of them we're going to discuss early on, they're in no particular order. It is literally just random dot points. I apologize if there is some overlap. I'm going to expand on them. There might be some facts. There might be some stories. I might spend a little bit of time on some. I might spend more time on others and they might be similar, but I've worded them differently and I'm sure it'll inspire a different uh, response from myself. So before we get into it, I just want to say on the 8th of May, I'm going to be running a free five-day challenge. This is absolutely free for people. It's going to be accessible on Facebook. There's going to be live uh, group coaching calls over the five days starting on the Monday. This is pretty much, it's a boot camp or a base camp like someone climbing Everest. These are core foundational things that you can apply in your life for free without anyone else's help that will actually have a massive impact on your life and set you up uh, to continue moving forward. These are not my methods. These are things that have been around for centuries, used by so many different cultures throughout history, and so many people have benefited from them. I have applied all of them to my own life and experimented them with clients and you know, a lot of the times I knew about them, but I just didn't pull the trigger on doing them. But now I can actively say that I use all of them and encourage other people to do so. And the stories that I've heard from people have been absolutely amazing for those that actually do it. But again, the lessons or the success really comes from the doing, not from the knowing. So if you're interested, please go to the Rowan Pratt Method Facebook group. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can like the pages as well. Now, lately, I've also been doing a random video just with thoughts in my car, uh, which has been quite interesting. People seem to be enjoying them. Every little topic seems to resonate with a different person. So if you'd like a little bit a little bit of inspiration and some random facts and a few things that you can incorporate into your life or just randomly hear what I think about a particular topic, uh, something I might be navigating through or something I might be observing between my clients or sharing a story or something, like the Roland Perrant Method Facebook group, and keep your eye out for a couple of bonus material and exclusive content that's going to be released. I'm going to be having some special stuff in there based particularly for the people in the group. Also, on the 28th of May, I'm going to be doing a live interactive workshop, and that is going to be based in Karam. I have not set the times yet, 
Uh, so I don't know how long it's going to go for. I haven't really planned it, but I've set the date and I'm going to make it work. So if you'd like to come down, uh, meet me in the flesh, maybe get some ideas. And a big thing is it's not going to be just a random rant. I'm not just going to be standing there telling you things that you could find on Google because everyone has Google. It's actually going to be something that you can implement then and there. So you'll be walking away with some strategies with some value that you can use to implement into your life and bring about some positive changes. Uh, I just, I'm big on action. Uh, there's a time for talking and learning and researching and things. But as I said, it all comes down to the doing and applying and implementing and then evaluating. That's where real success is. So if you want some help with that, then I suggest you come down on the 28th and more details will be shared on the Ron Pratt Method Facebook pages. Mm-hmm. Um, all social media platforms, obviously Twitter. I'm a bit, you know, I haven't really wrapped my head around Twitter yet, but yeah, many other places. So on to it. The first one for, originally it was 31 reasons, but it's gone up to about 130. So a hundred and something reasons why you feel like crap and you think your life sucks. Mm -hmm. The first one is you do not have behavioral flexibility. That's number one. So this is a perfect example with me. Sometimes you get curveballs. Things happen in life and we can't always be prepared for them, but we have to roll with it. It's a live action role play. You have to be able to think on your feet. You have to be able to adjust accordingly. Circumstances change, situations arise, challenges come, obstacles arise, all these things happen. But you have to be adaptable, yeah? Because if you do not adapt, you will die out because life is consistently changing. Just think about how much of a struggle we had with the pandemic and COVID. There was so much uncertainty, so many massive shifts in our workplace and our priorities, so many of our what we believe were rights were taken away from us and we're only just recovering now. And it was a very interesting time and it really crushed some businesses, but other people actually pivoted and rose to the occasion and went down a different path. So yes, behavioral flexibility is an essential skill and you must have it. So number two is you are an information junkie. I have been guilty of this. You are constantly out there scanning the internet, doing courses, doing masterminds, signing up for webinars and all these things and just gathering information like a squirrel collecting nuts or a bowerbird collecting things that are blue for the nest and you don't apply any of it. You're just constantly on this quest of a mirage, searching for things all the time and you're really not doing anything. I can be brutally honest, you know enough now to start moving the needle in the right direction, okay? You have to have a bit more faith in your experience, what you already learned, uh, the knowledge that you already have and the resources that you have. You know enough to move now. As you start moving, things will uncover and you'll realise that, you know, you'll know where the gaps in your knowledge are and you'll know where you need assistance. And you can, you know, outsource and you can gather people to help you and you can find support. But you know enough to take action now. Stop waiting Act on the information you already have, okay? And stop researching everything. There's a time for research, but really you need to be doing, you need to be applying. So the next one, number three, you are scared of looking stupid. So a lot of people struggle with this. We are worried that people are going to judge us, that we are going to look like an idiot. I even had this thought before I went live tonight. Part of the reason I did it is I thought, you know what, I might look stupid and I'm probably going to have haters and some people will go, you know what, what he said was wrong. Maybe I mumble through my words. Maybe I, I don't know, I could do anything wrong. This is live after all. But if one person is impacted by what I have to say and it just makes them think and makes them, you know, make better decisions and contemplate taking their next step and moving in the right direction, then I think it's well worth it. I'm prepared to risk looking stupid. And at the end of the day, no one starts off a black belt at anything. Everything that you've ever started off, even when you first started trying to learn to walk, you looked pretty stupid, yeah? You couldn't even stand properly as a baby. And things developed with time. You get better at the things you do. You do not have to philosophize about them. So do not be scared of looking stupid because if you are, you will never do anything. And you know what? Even if you do an amazing job, plenty of people are not going to like you anyway. So forget about that. Next one. Number four, you think you know it all. Now, I know this is different compared to me saying that, you know, don't be an information junkie, but a lot of people think they know it all. They think their way is the only way and their experience is all there is and their way is the right way. Now, there's always new information and there's always conflicting information. There's so many methods, but the concepts are generally few. And the more you learn that and understand that, you sort of go on a quest for knowledge, but you can never 
we have to back yourself and understand that you know enough and your way seems to work for you. And if it doesn't, be open to suggestions and behavioral flexibility and doing something different and maybe learning from someone who's doing it a different way and has the results you want. But yeah, you don't know everything. You simply can't know any everything and you don't know what you don't know. And if I reflect on many stages in my life where, you know, I'd done the course so that I had the experience and I was pretty confident, but the way that my mind has adjusted over the last few years in particular, and you know, even throughout my life, there's been massive monumental changes. I'm always learning. And I always, every time I have a chat with someone, anywhere I go, I always make an effort to learn something. Okay. I, I know a lot. That's being, you know, brutally honest. You can call it arrogance if you want, but my way isn't necessarily the right way. And I love learning from other people. And that's part of the reason why I love this podcast, because I can hear from experts in their field that are really passionate and knowledgeable about things that I'm interested in. And they're a wealth of knowledge. So I appreciate all of them. Uh, number five, you don't question yourself. So you need to start questioning your motivations for doing things and what you think certain things would give you. I'll give you an example. Just because it was pretty recent, I had a guy, a client messaged me probably an hour and a half ago and he was just having a random request. He's saying, you know, what about setting goals? Can you set goals too high for yourself? And I think, you know, you have to be realistic with your goals, but I think you're capable of far more than what you give yourself credit for. And a lot of other people probably don't give you the same credit that you actually deserve. So you have to be realistic with the goals, but also set, set it high, you know, aim high. It's, it's very important, but you need to question why you're doing it. So one of his other statements were, you know, would you ever want to have a Lamborghini? And I said, you know what, a Lamborghini would be nice, but it's not really a priority to me. And then I questioned, what would a Lamborghini give you? And he thought about it for a bit and he thought, you know, probably arrogance. I'm like, cool, do you need that? And he thought, probably not. So he thought about something else. So question your values, question the way that you react to things, question your motivation, question why you do things, question you know, pretty much what stage, if you're moving in the right direction, there's so many things you should be questioning. Obviously, you want to have confidence and back yourself, but there's nothing, no harm in questioning what you're doing and your thoughts, and that's how you learn, and it'll put you in a position where you can understand what other people see that maybe do not agree with you and they're up from the outside looking in. So there's always something to learn from questioning yourself. Next one, number six, you do not question others. Okay, so... Questioning people's motivations, their experience, never assume that someone knows just because they've had a lot of experience or maybe they've got, they present well. You know, you have to question where does their knowledge really come from? Is it lived experience? Is it something they've read in a book? What's their motivation for sharing their knowledge with you? Question everything. And I'm not saying, you know, expect people to be horrible or anything, but don't assume that everyone knows what they're doing because most people really don't, including us. So just question things before you take what they say as gospel. Number seven, you don't use your experience or knowledge. Okay, I, I speak with so many people that come to me and some of them have made some pretty bad mistakes throughout their past and they a lot of regret. Now, you can move away from that, deny it, try and push it in the background, become a recluse and hope it never comes up. Or you can embrace it because really those experiences, the things that you've gone through and your knowledge, the wisdom that you've learned that only you really understand because it's your unique perspective it's, it's something that can be used in so many different areas and it actually is a superpower because lived experience is better than anything else out there in terms of someone's opinion. You've lived it. You've been in the trenches. You've been in the arena. You've been through the mud. Use it for something great because other people might learn from your wisdom, learning from your experience and that it all wasn't for nothing. You know, it wasn't a waste of time. You don't have to look back at it as this horrible chapter in your life or you know, a wasted course or something. It's a find a way to integrate all the learnings and all the wisdom and all the experiences that you've had to help other people and you know also help yourself. Number eight, you give up. So this is going to come up a lot. Most people give up when things get hard or they give up because maybe it's not a priority to them. But giving up is – and another thing to point out, giving up is absolutely fine if your priorities change. But if something's important to you, for example, a lot of people come to me and they say, you know, I just don't have time to go to the gym. I don't have time to train. Maybe when they were younger, they had a particular method of doing things. This often um, goes towards a lot of people that are all or nothing. And I've been there myself. They were training religiously at the gym, absolutely smashing it, measuring their meals, you know, food prepping. Some people even make their own toothpaste and they just don't have the ability to fit that into their schedule right now. So they think it's too hard and they make it a big deal. So they just accept there's no room for that in their life now. 
And really, it, it should be a priority. Things like health, fitness, well-being, all these things, you should be making time for them. And we'll get into that later. But giving up on things that are important to you is not ideal because you will always regret it and you will always suffer. But giving up on things that do not serve you for whatever reason, maybe it's not important to you, you've grown, you've moved forward, they're fine to give up. Give up on what's not working for you. Number nine, so we're talking about being an information junkie. We're going to go back to that. You don't implement what you learn. So you go out there collecting information, getting one's opinion, gathering everything up, gathering the nuts, but you don't apply anything. You do not pull the trigger. So life is not a theory. It's not a spectator sport. You actually have to do things. It's a live scenario and you have to think on your feet. So experimenting and trying things out, gather information, apply it, see how it goes for you. See if it's a, it might be that next best thing that you hadn't even realized and you love it and you become this devoted advocate for this particular new piece of information that you've applied into your life and you're out there telling everyone about it. Might become a new career move, might become a family element could be anything that you do, but you must apply what you learn and then you can move on to something else or find another strategy. But yeah, less thinking and more actually doing. Number 10, you aren't prepared for opportunities. So in terms of preparation, a lot of people out there, they get so many opportunities that come their way. And life throws them all these amazing things, but they just haven't done the prep to capitalize on it. Now, I've been in this position myself, and I do believe you can be overprepared and you always think that you know, you're not ready yet. And most of the time, you actually are to take a step in the right direction. But not being prepared, you know, there's even today, I really should have been planning, you know, as I was a while ago, to have this episode 20 and talk about, you know, recapping all the things, all the lessons that I've learned from all the other guests that we've had, the amazing guests. But I wasn't prepared, but I was prepared to come on and show up live anyway. So being prepared for opportunities and capitalizing on them and seeing the opportunity that is actually presented to you when they come, because there's so many absolutely every day. Number 11, you do not, you don't create opportunities So everyone's out there just waiting for that moment, waiting for the stars to magically align before they're going to move in the right direction and they're going to change. And, you know, one day this is going to happen and that magic thing's going to show up, but I'm going to hit the jackpot and that's the way it's going to go. Mm -hmm. You've got to actually go out there and create opportunities. Yeah, I don't wait. There's a lot of people been waiting their whole lives for the, the next best thing to turn up. You actually have to take action and put yourself out there. This is a, a big part where everyone falls for things like the secret manifestation and things. You actually have to do the work. You actually have to do things. You can't just sit there and go, you know, one day things are going to be different. You know, my lucky stars are going to align and, you know, it's going to be a magical experience. You actually have to do things. So go out there and start that business. Do that course. Open up that conversation. There's so many things that you can do right now with the resources you have. Some of the best things that I've ever done, even this radio segment, it was just me throwing, putting myself out there, showing up and having a go. And it's evolved over time and led to so many opportunities that have come from it and so many other things that have branched off from that. Even my fight show, Almost Boxing Legends, everyone said that I was crazy. I'd had no event management experience, didn't have any funds to back it at the time, but I planned everything meticulously and loved it. Had a massive impact on people's lives, learned so much from it. We'll be coming back and running another Almost Boxing Legends show soon, so keep your eyes peeled. But yeah, create the opportunities. Uh, Obviously, capitalise on the ones that are there, but if there isn't any, make your own. Number 12, you don't value your health. You see, I know so many people, and this goes for physical and mental health, so many people are prepared to sacrifice their health. They don't even give it a second thought. They punish themselves, they work long hours, they cut back on sleep, they have late nights, they do all these horrific things to their body, and their body's been screaming out to them for an extended period of time, and you know they just don't listen because health is not a priority. But let me tell you, to anyone out there that has an illness or has an injury or their health has been compromised in some way, shape or form, it's all they ever think about then. And life is a funny way of making you actually pay attention to health. We take it for granted while it's good, but when it's compromised, yeah, you're going to give it a lot of thought. So obviously prevention is better than cure. So no, schedule some time because if you're not healthy, you can't capitalize on those opportunities. It impacts your resilience. It impacts the way that you show up in your relationships and everything else. 
Uh, everything is impacted by your health. And no amount of money is going to serve you if you don't have your health to be able to capitalize on it and utilize it. And if you're not here, you can't spend it anyway. And your family that you're providing for won't have their loved one uh, or support or whatever. So value your health while you have it and take preventative methods to or measures to continue to, on, to improve on it. Number 13, you think you can't. So many people say to me, you know, I, I go, they, they're not happy with where they are. That's uh, an example. Or they don't think they can do fitness or they don't think they have the discipline or they don't think they can do that or it's whatever. But they think they can't. This word can't, can't, can't comes up all the time. But really you should reframe it to I can't yet or you can't yet, but you can learn. Yeah. As I said, no one starts off a black belt. Someone can have the potential to be a black belt. Uh, but it takes work. Everyone starts off a white belt and everything. So you can with time if you commit to learning, yeah? But it has to be important to you because if your why is not big enough, you're really just not going to invest any time in it. And we'll get to the essence of time a little bit later. I know that is coming up. Number 14, you aren't mindful of your self-talk. So I might butcher these statistics, but I'm pretty confident that, you know, 85% of our thoughts are actually negative. And guess what? 95% of them are repetitive. Those are really, really crappy results. So if you're thinking a lot, I also forgot to point out, people have up to 60,000 thoughts per day. So I'm not very good at maths off the top of my head, but that's a lot of negativity a lot of negativity. So you have to be mindful of your self-talk, question it. There's things like uh, cognitive behavioral therapy, obviously being aware of your thoughts, journaling. There's a lot of things that you can do to actually have that introspection and be aware of your thoughts and how they're influencing your behaviors, your actions, your mental health, your stress levels, because thoughts are powerful. They affect everything in our life. And wherever you go in life, whatever you do, there you are. You can't escape you. So I really think you should give some consideration to your self-talk and, you know, do something about it. There's many methods and I'm going to be sharing plenty on the Rowan Pratt Method Facebook group. So definitely join if you're interested. You don't check in with yourself. That is number 15. So when you don't check in with yourself, there's many things you can do. Obviously checking to see, are you okay? Are things going well? Is your life on track? Where are you not showing up? You know, what do you need to start this week? What do you need to stop this week? What do you need to continue this week? Lots of questions that you can ask yourself. The other thing is, where is your life at now? Because I know my priorities have changed so much, particularly recently, but throughout every chapter of my life from, you know, in my late teens, even early teens, early 20s, my I've lived so many different lifetimes within the one lifetime and my priorities have changed and that's okay. And you need to adjust accordingly and accept that other people can change as well because if you don't believe that you can change and you don't check in with yourself and see what's important to you, you're not going to be moving in the right direction. You're not going to be able to hit the target. So check in with yourself. Make sure you're doing okay. And I'll also point out, I'm going to actually make this another point, make sure you check in on those you care about as well because some of them are wearing masks and they look okay, but they're really not. So that mask gets heavy. So check in on them too. Probably we'll make that 131 later. Number 16, you listen to the limitations of others. So there's been so many people out there that say, you can't do this, you can't do that. It's impossible. It's just no one can do it. And there's been so many different situations where that's been proven wrong, yeah? Pretty much everything that we have right now, like the internet, like, uh, what's another example, flying airplanes, all these things that we do, we're all impossible at some point. People said that it could not be done. And you know what? Someone out there is crazy enough to think that they can do it. And they commit to time. Those outliers out there, they do the work and they test, and they implement, and they research and they fail and they keep moving forward relentlessly. And then everyone sort of goes, wow, this is amazing. And then all of a sudden other people do it. And they really set the standard, a new standard for civilization. So don't conform to other people's limitations. Okay. And even question your own. But Really, you have to have a bit of belief in yourself and back yourself to continue moving forward and achieve the goals that you want to achieve. Number 17, you don't know what you want. So I often ask people, what would your ideal life look like? And you always get those random buzzwords where people go, you know, I want to be successful. And I go, excellent. What would success look like to you? And they go, uh, to be happy. And I go, great. What would make you happy? And they're like, ah, uh, and they don't know. 
They really don't know what they want. So if you're struggling to know what you want, I suggest pick something because it's okay to change your mind. It's not a contract for lifelong, you know, a lifelong contract. You can change your mind along the way. But if you don't give it a go, you're not going to have a clue. Now, if you still don't know what you want by picking something and adjusting accordingly, you can start with what you don't want. Reflect on people that you know, if you like the way that they live their life. Reflect on your current situation, your past experiences, like jobs, etc., that you've been through. And question, if you don't want that, what's the exact opposite to that? What might you like if you don't like that? So yeah, some people call them anti-goals. But yeah, start with that and get clear on what you actually want. Number 18, you're scared of being different. You know what? It's good to be different. All the outliers out there, they set the trends. They're pretty much everything that we know was started by someone being that individual and stepping up and doing something different, something different with their life. They set the trends, the new standards for what's possible, the outliers of the world. You know, they're not, they're deviating from the norm. And then eventually everyone goes, you know what? That's a great idea. And they all follow suit. I've done this many times throughout my life and I'm inspired by so many people out there that are leading from the front and being outliers. So I highly encourage you to embrace being different. Embrace what's different about you because, again, you've got a lot to share with the world and, yes, there are similarities and people that have had similar experiences and beliefs and personal views, but you are different and you should really be celebrating that. Number 19, you don't respect lived experience. So... You know, there's, there's a concept I was thinking about. A lot of people use logic all the time. But if that logic's not based on experience, then, you know, it's just, it's all book smart. And book smart is great. But it, again, if you get someone that's just experience-based and, they have, you know, they don't really have the knowledge from others, then, you know, it can be limiting. But I think it's probably more valuable, people that have been in the arena, than exclusively book smart. But if you get someone that combines the two, like someone that has lived experience and then gets the qualifications – that's a superpower. That is an outlier. And they have the capacity to really help people and have a huge impact. So anyone out there that has experience, that's something different, something unique about you, I encourage you, try and turn into a superpower and, you know, get some qualifications. Share it with the world. Share your knowledge. It is your duty. Number 20, you think there is only one way. So I said the concept, there are, the concepts are few, but the methods are many. So if we look at fat loss, for example, it's obvious you need to be in a calorie deficit. Now, how you get into that calorie deficit is up to you. You could go, you know, eating a vegan diet. It's pretty hard to, if you're eating whole foods on a vegan diet, you're going to be in a calorie deficit most of the time. Same with being carnival, probably going to be in a calorie deficit, even though they're both opposite uh, diets. Also, intermittent fasting, taking out a couple of meals throughout the day and only eating a small window, probably going to be in a calorie deficit. There are many ways to be in a calorie deficit, okay? And your way is not the only way. And so many people try and impose their map of the world on your world, and it just might not work for you. For everyone out there that loves a vegan diet, raves about it, thinks of all the benefits, there's that many people that absolutely hate it and thought it was the most horrific thing they ever did and will never do it again. And the same thing goes for all diets and pretty much anything. People that love cardio, people love weights, There's pros and cons to everything, okay? There's many methods. The concepts are few. Obviously, we need movement. We need sleep. We need stress management strategies. We need. There's a lot of things that human beings need as a whole, but the methods and how you get there are entirely up to you. Okay, 21. You choose bad labels. So I had a conversation with someone probably the other week, and they're like, this actually comes up a lot. A lot of people out there say, you know, I'm just an asshole or I'm just a bitch and because I am, this is what I do. I'm like, really? Interesting. So who says? And this person was like, what do you mean? I'm like, is it you? Do you say that or has someone else said that? And it made them think for a bit. I'm like, what, who would you be if you weren't a bitch or if you weren't an asshole? What would you do then? And, you know, when you have this label that you put on yourself, it's like a lens, the way that you look at the world and all the information that you're filtering in, all the decisions that you make, all the behaviors that you choose, all the way that you navigate through the world is influenced by that label that you put on yourself. Even the things that you label as good or bad. Some people label exercise as bad. Some people demonize junk food. You know, it's just a food. Yes, there's a lot of negative things that come with it, but it is essentially still food and you can enjoy cake when there is a celebration. So be careful of your labels that you put on both yourself because that leads to limitations and usually meet those limitations and expectations. 
but also the labels that you put on other things. Yeah, be mindful of those labels. 22, you don't understand the algorithm. Okay, well, most of you would be aware. I'm assuming that most people here have Facebook or social media of some type. Have you noticed that if you Google something or if you mention a word, let's say you mention squirrels, you will be flooded with squirrel videos or whatever it may be. Those things just pop up because, you know, the smartwatches and the smartphones and everything are listening to everything that you're saying. Well, and they show you what they think you want to see. So your newsfeed will be completely different to my newsfeed, yeah? Just like your reality is completely different to mine. So if you were going to buy a yellow car, you would randomly start seeing yellow cars everywhere. If there was a, you were going to go to a particular country, you would start seeing things on the, or hearing things on the radio and just seeing signs, maybe hearing people speaking Spanish if you were going to go to Mexico. Because your reticular activating system, the RAS, actually filters all the information that comes in at your world. Because if you took in all the information at once, you'd literally go crazy through your five senses. There's far too much. So the filter, the RAS, actually dictates what information gets through. So if you've had a, you know, you're a bad, if you're angry, you'll find a million different ways to be angry. If you're grateful and you see opportunities, you'll find a million different ways to see opportunities. So be mindful of that. Be mindful of the algorithm and what you're putting out into the world and what you're taking notice of because your map of the world is very different to mine and it's very different to Joe Blows and anyone else you come across. But it's the same terrain, yeah? The map is different though based on the algorithm and the things that you notice and the things that come into your life. So be mindful of that. Use a social media analogy and try and apply this to your life because if you're not getting the results you want, then maybe focus on other things. Number 23, you don't get on with it. So you don't get on with it. You know, sometimes things happen. Just get on with it. Obviously, there's a time to dwell and there is a time you have to hold space for yourself and allow yourself to grieve. And, you know, there is a time for action as well. But, you know, the world keeps spinning. You know, you know if you believe in the globe or if you're a flat earther, I apologize when you flat earthers, but the world keeps spinning as far as we know. And you got to get on with it. You know? you know, you're only a human. There are things that you have to do. Yes, you know, you can take all the time you need and move when you're ready, but, you know, you really need to get back to doing. You have to get on with it. Number 24, you use too many excuses. Now, I have had many, many excuses. Pretty much everyone that I speak to is full of excuses. Or well, some people like to call them reasons. Now, don't get me wrong. All your excuses are probably valid. Yeah, They're probably valid. I can entertain most of them. Some of them are a bit far-fetched. Some of them really aren't that big of an excuse either, but some of them are really justifiable. But my question to you is, is there someone else out there in the world that has similar obstacles that you have? Are they doing the thing that you want to do? Yeah, because more than likely they are. They probably have it worse than you and they're still crushing it. So find a way to do the thing that you want to do anyway, because there is a way. And if someone else can do it, you have to back yourself. You should be able to do it too. So yeah, Put your excuses to the side and take action. Do the things that you want to do. Number 25, you think you have unlimited time. So many things in my life, I'm like, you know what, I'll get around to it later. I'll do that later. I will do that at some point. And you know what? We can hope that most of us will live till, you know, roughly 80 with epigenetics and so many longevity experts out there and modern science that's catching up medical science. We might be able to live for longer if you look after your body. So yeah, exciting times in terms of that. But you always think you have time. You think you have unlimited time. And really, your time is limited. The only thing that you can guarantee in this in this life is that the story always ends the same way. You die in the end. And everything you do along the way is just a part of the journey. But the destination is actually death. So sorry to be a bit morbid, but I've reflected on this. It's a very stoic philosophy to accept that you are inevitably going to die at some point in some way, shape or form, and you really don't know when. Now, despite your plans and everything, life doesn't care about that. You know, you have a limited time on this earth. So do the things you want to do now. Just imagine that, you know, someone gave you a six-month deadline or something like that. How would you live your life now if you knew that there was a time limit? Because there really is. You just don't know when. Number 26, you don't think, or you think you don't have enough time. So there's only 24 hours in a day, as far as we know. You know some people argue that as well, that there could be more hours and it's, you know, just a time is a human construct. But in terms of how you spend your time, we all have the same amount of hours. 
obviously there's a certain amount of hours that need to be used for certain chores, for work, for sleep and all these things. And I'm not suggesting you, you know, give up your job completely unless you want to and that serves you, but we can explore that later. And you sacrifice sleep or sacrifice time with loved ones and doing the things that are very important to you. Mm -hmm. But you need to make time for things that you want to do because there are plenty of people out there that have got more stuff to do, more responsibilities, more dramas, more obstacles, more hurdles, and they're making time because it's a priority to them. Now, what are your non-negotiables? What are the things that you will absolutely do? Because most of you are committed or prepared to go to work for 40 hours to make a wage, to come home and spend a couple of hours in a house. That's a priority to you, but you won't invest some of that time in improving your relationships, learning a new skill, um, trying something new, following a dream, your fitness, your health, preparing healthy meals, all these things. Uh, you know, So choose how you spend your time wisely. Number 27, time again. You think it's not the right time. So many people say, you know, I'll be ready soon. When Again, when the stars align and all my ducks are in a row. You know what? The ducks are just running around. You just have to get on with it. You just have to take action because if not now, then when? Everyone says, you know what? A lot of people think Monday's more anabolic than any other day. And New Year's Eve or New Year's Day is the start of every new frontier. They're just days, okay? And you're ready now. So... You know, you don't, hold on. It is the right time. Sorry, just uh, lost track of what I was up to. It is the right time now. Just so you know, this is literally just lines in the notes on my phone that I'm trying to keep track of where we're up to. But yeah, uh, you don't think it's the right time. It is a time. You're ready. You know what? And you're really good at it. So just get out there and do it. 28, you don't value your time. So a lot of people value money value money a lot. Now, personally for me, money means freedom. It gives me the opportunity to do things that I want. A lot of people say they want to be rich and I go, what for? Why do you want to be rich? What would you do with it? You know, a lot of people want the cars and all these things and travel. If you're working 80 hours per week to be rich, then you know it's really not worth it because you won't have any energy or time to spend doing the things that you want. So time is the resource that you should be valuing the most and you have a certain amount of it in life and each day and available time that you can apply to the things that you want to do. So value it and choose where you spend your time. You know, I've um, got a lot of opportunities, a lot of priorities, a lot of things that I want to do, a lot of things that I value doing and people I like to see. I'm very selective on how I spend my time because if I wasn't and I was just saying yes to everything and not saying no when I need to, then, yeah, I wouldn't have time to do the things I want. So value your time. 29, You again, it's time. You don't allocate your time. You, yeah, we've been talking about time a lot. So you need to allocate certain time to do things. There's a concept where people say, basically, I'm going to butcher this, but if you give yourself six months to achieve something, it'll take six months and you'll probably leave it to the last 24 hours, maybe even three hours. I think anyone that went through high school, university, anything like that, you realize you leave the project to the last minute and you just cram for a test or you pump out that project or that essay or whatever and you just get it done. But you had weeks or months to get it done, yeah? It's like if someone's going to come over to your house and your house is a mess, you will get that house clean in 15, 20 minutes. But if you don't have a deadline, you will literally just procrastinate around the house. It'll take weeks. And like the washing, I'm pretty bad when it comes to the washing, even dishes sometimes. I have to remind myself that I'm only a man and I have to do some of these things. So in terms of that, allocate your time and give yourself deadlines, yeah? And allocate time, make time to do things like workouts, make time to have date nights with your partner, make time for the things that are important, yeah? Because time is your resource and you have control over that. Number 30, you don't allocate your energy. Again, energy is a resource. So you only have so much energy to do anything. And if you're expending all your energy worrying or spending, you know, all your energy on a particular project or area of your life and you have tunnel vision, that's taking energy away from other areas in your life that's important. So you have to really think about where you're applying your energy because energy is not limitless. You have to restore energy. You need to be uh, consistently applying uh, an evaluation as to where you're currently spending your energy, You know what's taking away from your energy, what is zapping your energy, what gives you energy in life? Because if you've got things that are giving you more energy, you can use that energy in other areas. You must replenish your energy. 
31, you worry too much. Again, probably spending a lot of time worrying. We were talking about those, you know, 85% of your thoughts are negative. A lot of them are worries. Now, I can't recall the exact statistic, but it was something I was looking into a while ago. I think it was 90-something percent, but they did a study where they were testing the likelihood of people's worries actually coming true in the short term, uh, things that could actually be measured over a study. And 90-something percent of them uh, didn't actually come true. I believe it was 90 between 85 and low 90s. can't remember the exact st- uh, statistic, so check it online. I will get back to everyone online with this exact mm-hmm. statistic. But with all those things you know, not actually happening, you're spending a lot of time worrying about stuff that might not even happen. Obviously, we want to prepare for scenarios that are likely, but in my experience, most of the bad things that have happened to me, if I've known that they were going to come, that's my fault. You know, I've just walked into them and I'm sure you can relate to this. But the things that have really set me back, I had no idea they were going to come. They just randomly came. And a lot of the things I've been stressing about didn't actually come to life anyway. So stop worrying, you know, just get on with life. It goes back to get on with it. You don't replenish your energy. Again, energy is limited. So if you're using all your energy at work or in a particular workout or a particular project or something and you're not replenishing your energy, I'll use the analogy of glycogen stores. So yes, carbohydrates are a macronutrient. Even people that are on a ketogenic diet need a certain amount of carbohydrates in some capacity. doesn't need to be a lot. But carbs are pretty much really good at making you go fast. So if you need instant energy, carbs are the preferred energy source. Obviously, there is gluconeogenesis where the body can break down fats, but it is a slower process. Yeah. So with that, let's say you have a certain amount of carbs in reserve, like glycogen stores stored in your body, to use, and you do an intense bout of exercise. You need to replenish those glycogen stores Yeah, because you need to reset for the next stage of your life, for the other activities in the day. So same with energy. You need to recharge. If you've done a lot of crazy things that day, you need to take a break whether it's going for a walk, whether it's meditating, whether it's non-sleep deep rest, which is pretty popular at the moment for people that are struggling with sleep, uh, or having a nap. Learn to replenish your energy and eat healthy foods that are going to stock that up and give you more energy to apply the things that you want to do because nothing worse than having the day off, but you don't have the energy to capitalize on it. So replenish your energy. Number 33, this is a bit of a repeat Again, I've just these are just points that I just put out there with uh, some random thoughts. But you don't think you're ready. Now, I can honestly tell you, so I'm going to reshape it a little bit. There are so many people out there, just in case I haven't said it. Uh, it was... Yep, you don't think you're ready, number 33. So there are people out there living your dream life that are less experienced than you, that have less knowledge than you and less potential than you, all because they pulled the trigger and took action. There's literally thousands of them out there all doing things and getting better while they do things while you're sitting on the fence going, you know, I'm just going to, I'll be ready soon. You know, that magical moment, I'm nearly there. You know what? Time is slipping by. We talked about this. Time is not infinite. Uh, It is in general, but not for you. It is in fact limited for you. So you need to, you're ready. You know what I mean? Um, If you're not ready, like, you know, if you're at least 70% ready, you're ready to at least do something. And the rest, you just say yes and figure out the rest after. Most of the times when I've done that in life, it's been a really exciting journey. And the right people, the right mentors, the right learnings, they all come along to support you. Again, it's that algorithm. So when you set your intention to something, all of a sudden life starts working out for you because that's what you're focusing on, yeah? So you are ready. Do what you can with what you have right now. Number 34, you don't adjust the sales. So everyone thinks life's going to be smooth sailing. You know what? It's not. Things happen. The weather changes all the time and you can't go, you know, sometimes you have to sail through the storm. As a result, you need to adjust the sails. You need to adjust the course based on your results, based on your experiences, based on the information that you receive, based on how you are going. Make adjustments, adjust the sails. If it's not working for you, try something else. Yeah, but you have to learn to navigate your way through the weather because the weather's constantly changing, particularly those of you living in Melbourne. It is crazy bipolar weather. So adjust the sails and keep going. Number 35, you can't cope with pressure. You know, pressure's a part of life. It, um, it happens. You know, it's, 
it's inevitable. There is pressure with everything. If you want to go for a job interview, there's pressure. There's pressure on your body when you do a workout. There's pressure for me right now having this random rant live and, you know, people probably, I've got plenty of haters out there probably loving this. So, you know, there's pressure. We have to perform regardless and you have to learn to deal with pressure. Everyone thinks they need more confidence. You know what? Confidence isn't a theory. Confidence comes from the doing. It comes from evidence. It comes from backing yourself and being battle-tested and going out there and building resilience and collecting data that you can do hard things. Yeah? That's where confidence comes from. So, and you only get confidence from doing hard things. You have to learn to handle the pressure. You can't have a pressure-free life. It's very boring life. You know, it keeps it exciting when you, you know, you got to adjust and think on your feet every now and then. So go out there and put yourself in a pressure situation somewhere that you have to show up, that you're backed into a corner. And uh, I love this concept. I'm going to throw this in here because I feel it's relevant. So I think it was Vikings. They used to go to islands. When they were invading a village, they would burn the boats. Yes, they were all in. They were 100% committed because if they didn't take over that village, there was no way home. So they fought to the death and they usually won, do you know what I mean? Because they burnt the boats. So give yourself some pressure, give yourself a deadline. We talked about this as well and get stuff done. Number 36, you are you are a perfectionist. Now I've got news for you. I'm a recovering perfectionist. I always thought things that needed to be perfect and that I'd be judged. And I had a lot of insecurities about the quality of my work and things that I did. And you know what? There's a lot of people out there that are critics and they'll pull you down and say what you're doing wrong and how they do it differently. But you know what? They're not doing anything because they don't have the guts. And no matter how much preparation or how much experience you have, you will never be perfect. Yeah, It'll never happen. It's physically impossible. But you can become a master and the only way you can become a master is from actually doing things, yeah? Applying things, learning and adjusting the sales and adjusting accordingly and trying again and failing and moving forward. It comes from doing, yeah? So forget being a perfectionist. It is not serving you. It's really just an insecurity, an excuse to do nothing because you're scared of being judged because other people are miraculously perfect, but they're not. They're too worried about themselves. So stop being a perfectionist. It's a problem. This is also related. A lot of these are similar. 37, you are scared of failure. Okay, so you are scared of failure and you know what? People fail. It's not absolute. Most of the time you can have another go. There's so many people out there that were talented and they get instant success, but when they meet failure, they give up because it gets hard and their ego has been challenged. But the other people out there that have got work ethic, give me them any day of the week because they'll keep trudging and they will learn and they will keep moving forward because they're resilient and they will learn from that failure and eventually they'll succeed and they will stay the course and they'll become the most competent masters in that particular area. Get someone with talent that does it as well, then they're the true superheroes. Yeah, they're the ones that are setting the records. But don't be scared of failure. 38. Some people are scared of success, which is the opposite. I know it sounds funny, but a lot of people are scared of success because when you are successful or perceived to be successful, you have haters. You know, people are going to tear you down. People are going to criticize you. If you don't put yourself out there, you can hope that people won't criticize you, but some people just aren't going to like you. It's just the way it is. And also what would come from success? There's pressure that comes with success. There's expectations. Maybe it's a, you know, a new commitment. Maybe it's new attention that you don't want. There's a lot of things that might come with success that you perceive to be negative. So evaluate it and See if it, you know, if it's worth it. Number 39, you don't take calculated risks. You know what? Everything's a risk. If you think back when you were younger and you, you know, those of you that are married, you, you know, asked your potential partner out or you went on a date with a partner that asked you out and, you know, you've now tried something and you're in a relationship, hopefully a loving one that's lasted. Maybe it didn't work. Maybe you, it ended horribly and you're in another relationship now or you're single doing something completely different, but it doesn't matter. You have to take risks because failure is okay and you'll learn what you don't like, what is not for you. So for all the things that you've done that didn't work out and that you didn't enjoy and you decided it went for you, perfect. Now you know what you don't like, yeah? You can't just sit there and philosophize about what you want. You have to take risks. Everything is a risk. All the greatest stories, any of the stories you've had, they were all risks. Every course of action, every greatest discovery, they were all risks. So make them calculated, but yeah, take risks. Number 40, you are reckless and you self-destruct. So yeah, I think a lot of us have been here. Self-destruction is a big thing. There's a lot of people out there self-harming and I don't just mean with, you know, 
sorry for going graphic, but physically harming yourself with injuries or something like that. There's a lot of people putting themselves in danger. There's a lot of people tormenting themselves, putting themselves in dangerous situations, addictions, all sorts of horrific circumstances. A lot of it comes down to self-love issues and self-worth or trying to escape pain and maybe potentially identity issues. But yeah, you're reckless with yourself. You don't prioritize your well-being. So stop doing that. Yeah, move on. Number 41, you don't learn from your mistakes. So many people repeat the same mistakes and you know what? The lessons get harder and harder and the you know problems that arise from them become bigger and bigger the more you move forward and repeat that same mistake. The life will keep presenting the same things to you until you level up and move on. So learn from your mistakes, okay? You know, there's a lot of feedback there. Number 42, you don't believe in the ripple effect. So something I love about the ripple effect is Simply by having a conversation with someone or holding space for someone or being polite or complimenting someone, you don't know how that's going to impact their life. And that will actually impact how they interact with the rest of the world. It'll completely reshape their day. Maybe they go off to compliment someone else. Maybe they go home and they're nicer to their kids. Maybe they compliment their partner. Maybe they let someone in traffic to see small gestures of kindness have a ripple effect. Yeah. So if you help someone you might not see it. You might help, hypothetically, random number, 12 people in your life. I'm sure it'll be more than that. But just say there's 12. How many people are they going to go on to help? Yeah? How's that going to impact the world, the collective consciousness? You know, for future generations, their kids, those lessons that you're passing on, that impact that you're having, the ripple effect is really powerful. And it's a good motivation to know how much of an impact you can actually have simply by being you and going out there and doing good. Number 43, you don't take responsibility for your problems. This is a tough one, okay? Now, just bear with me. I believe that there is power in taking responsibility for your problems. Now, don't get me wrong. Some of them were unavoidable. Some of them were completely not your fault. But if you are in the mindset that you are at effect and things are happening to you and you are powerless to do anything about them, then... You can't do anything about them. And that's very much a sad way to exist. I, I don't recommend it. And I've been in this situation myself where the world was happening to me and, you know, you blame other people and all these things. But it was only when I started looking at, you know, how my choices impacted, how I got to that point, whether I made the right choice, the wrong choice, how I responded, that put the power back on me. And then it gave me the ability to make better decisions and it made me the hero of my story and that I could get myself out of it, Yeah. The world shouldn't be happening to you. You should be at cause as most of the time. Don't get me wrong, this is not absolute, but it is far more empowering to be at cause because if you accept that you are partially the problem, it also means that you can be the solution. So take your power back and accept responsibility for your problems. Number 44, you don't show up. You know what? Half of success is actually showing up. So many people book calls, they plan things, and they just don't show up. They don't even give themselves a chance because they're scared of so many things. Maybe they're scared of looking stupid. Maybe they're scared of success, failure. It's not a priority to them. There's so many reasons, but they just don't show up. Showing up is half the battle. So show up, you know, and then you can figure out the next step. So the next one, number 45, you don't aim for anything. You don't aim for anything. So if I gave you a blindfold, put a blindfold on you, gave you a dart, and said, hit that dartboard, and you can't see it, you will probably not be able to hit it. You might fluke it, but you definitely won't be able to duplicate that, yeah? So aim for something because, you know, you're likely to be able to adjust your decisions, your behavior, the course, if you are actually aiming for something. But if you don't aim for anything, who knows what you're going to hit. It's, you're just winging it, you know? That only gets you so far. So aim for something. You don't back yourself. Number 46, so many people do not believe in their capabilities, their worth, their abilities. You've got to back yourself, man. So showing up's the first bit, but then you've got to back yourself because if you don't back yourself, you can't expect anyone else to. You've got to have a bit of confidence in yourself. And again, that comes from doing. And even if you fail, you will learn that failure is okay. It's like people when they first learn to box, they learn that they can get punched in the face and they're actually okay. You know, and failing is okay. The world keeps turning. You can keep going forward. So back yourself. Have a crack. That moves us into the next one, number 47. You don't shoot your shot or you don't pull the trigger. Love this. You know what? You miss 100% of the shots you don't shoot, yeah? You can't score 
MSU risk missing. Yeah, you have to, you have to go for it. You have to pull the trigger on something. I don't care what it is, and then you'll get that confidence, and it'll lead to the next thing, and you'll get better. The more you aim for the things, like we've set a target, aim for it, you miss, you shoot again. It's like learning free throws in basketball. When we all start off, we all suck. But with practice, you will get good and you can become an absolute wizard. So shoot your shot, pull the trigger. Number 48, you think it's meant to be all sunshine and rainbows. You know what? It's not. You know, negative things happen in life. It's a part of life and you have to learn how to deal with them. You can't just be a victim whenever the wind changes and there are unfavorable circumstances or weather, you fall apart. You have to accept that there is good and bad in this world. There is yin and yang. There is so many things that are unsatisfactory. There is suffering. It's not all sunshine and rainbows, but you know what? You can stack the odds in your favor that you experience more positive emotions and negative emotions, and we'll get that get to that at a later date. Number 49, you don't know what your values are. You don't know what your values are. Okay, so what are your values? Now, a lot of people go, you know, family, health, but a lot of people really don't know what your values are, uh, what their values are. And when I say what your values are, I mean, does the values you think you have, are they reflected by the behavior, actions, and habits you have? Because a lot of people say they value health, but if you really look at their behavior, action, and habits, it really doesn't look like they value health, yeah? And some people think they value family, but the way that they're behaving doesn't really reflect that. So get clear on your values because you can use that to you know, to have an impact on the decisions that you make and what directions you move in. So yeah, get clear on your values. There, I'm going to do a, an episode later on talking about how to identify your values and how to live by them. So stay tuned for that. Number 50. Okay, this is the last one I'm going to do tonight because we are about to run out of time. This actually went surprisingly quick. So number 50 is you don't measure or assess progress. You know what? How do you know if you're, move, not, uh, if you're moving in the right direction if you don't measure your progress and you don't assess how far you've come? It's also a great thing for confidence because you might think you've got a long way to go, but when you reflect on where you are now compared to where you started and the journey so far, that gives you confidence to keep moving forward. That's why people love tracking their weight, for example, but there are so many different ways to measure progress. We use weight, for example. We could look at Girth measurements, your mood, your scale weight, your physical appearance. Uh, and then there's obviously things like weight on the bar, VO2 max. There's all these variables that you can use to measure and assess fitness. And then you can make educated decisions after that to keep moving forward. So that was 50, 50 reasons. What did I call this? 50 reasons why you feel like crap and you think your life sucks. As I said, I have probably another 50... 80 of these to go. So that actually went unusually quick. No idea and that it was going to be that quick. I'm sorry for the pauses, rants, random sharing. I know there was a couple of things that I did twice. But yeah, you get the picture. I hope you enjoyed it. You know what? I'm actually going to turn this into an ebook. So if anyone wants to read it, I'm going to turn it into an ebook. I'm going to keep adding to it. And if you've got any things yourself, I'd like you to submit them to me. Send them through to the Rowan Perant method. If there's some things you've missed, they might already be on the list, but if they're not, I'll add them, you know, because I'm sure someone will find them valuable. So again, this goes out to anyone that's not pulling the trigger. As I said, I wasn't prepared for this. Just some random rants. You know, the preparation I've had was randomly talking to myself in the car and sharing it on stories and social media and things. So yeah, but it was very interesting to be doing an episode by myself. It was a bit uncomfortable at the start, but you know, you have to embrace being uncomfortable. It's a part of life. So I encourage you, take a risk, share your knowledge, forget about the haters, you know, and I hope tonight I've actually made you think, again, this is just my considerations, my thoughts. I'm not telling you that you have to listen to me. You don't have to do anything with them. But if they resonate, take them on board and maybe change your actions, change your behavior. Because if you're not living the life you want, you think it sucks and you feel like crap, then try something else. Be open to experimenting with other things because anything would probably be better than what you're doing right now. Yeah. And that comes down to change, but that's one of the things that I'll get into later. So thank you for listening. And if you, yeah, hopefully I will see you at the, the free five day challenge starting on the 8th of May or the live interactive workshop on the 28th of May. So yeah, I'll speak to you next week. This was really fun. Thanks guys.
Hi, my name's Paul Kennedy, and I'm a sport reporter for the ABC, and when I'm not listening to the ABC, I listen to Radio Caram. Tune in and enjoy. If you're the Caram just call Mitchell Tall, or in Patterson Lace, just call Mitchell Tall. Anywhere Bayside, just call Mitchell Tall. Buy a summer house, just call Mitchell Tall. Mitchell Tall. Real estate. Oh, yeah, real little real estate. estate. We want more. <laughs> <laughs> We're done. One take.